Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark five never failed you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 78 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. For England, James, this is Chris. My name's not James. No, it's it's a quote from a movie. That you're going to be referencing a little later. Yeah, I'll explain it to you if you don't remember uh, it. It all, it all comes together. <laughs> How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I am, I am swell on this nice Sunday afternoon that we are recording. Hey, did you have a good weekend? We did. I, I had a great weekend. Did you have a good weekend? I, I did have a very good weekend. So I guess we should probably talk about our weekend. Yeah, I was feeling like we were leading into that. We might as well, because that has to do with today's episode anyway. So <laughs> so uh, this past weekend, Friday into Saturday, was my bachelor party. And Chris and a number of my other friends, many of whom have been on the podcast. Steve, uh, don't pretend you have other friends. It was just me and you. <laughs> you could have lied and said, I don't even know what you're talking about. I wasn't there. <laughs> no, that'd be mean. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but like uh, Mark, who's been on the podcast, Mark was there. Nick, Tom. Dan's been on the Mike, podcast as well. Dan, yep, there. Dan was there too. Um, my only two friends that were there that wasn't on the podcast were Frankie and Travis. Uh, I think Frankie would enjoy being on the pro- podcast. I don't know if Travis would enjoy being on the podcast. You'd have to find just the right topic for Travis. It would have to be sports related or Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, the Those one pop culture he understands. That's true. So yeah, so uh, we we spent the night in Philly. Uh, we started off at a uh, Brazilian steakhouse called Fogo de Chao. Uh, I've been to this place before. Chris, your thoughts going in? First time, it was pretty awesome. They just yeah. they just keep bringing you meat the whole time you're there. They they don't stop unless you flip that coin to the stop position. Beef, chicken, pork, everything. Bacon, sausage. And they have that one little weird like island self serve bar. Uh, yes. They just kind of have like a whole bunch of obscure things, like asparagus, some fruit. Yeah, it had a salad bar. It had like meat and cheese, and then it had like the fruits and kind of like hors d'oeuvre appetizer stuff. Right. Uh, it did have some um, like brown sugar bacon that some people were a big fan of. I thought it was really good. It had a nice little kick to it. Mm-hmm. It was great. That I did not expect, but it was very good. Yeah, I got like half a plate of bacon. You were really stuffed afterwards, too. Oh, I did. I felt very uncomfortable. Yeah. I ate way too much food. And then we still got ice cream after. For some no, reason. we didn't get ice cream. Well, you know what they say, when in Rome. That's right. We got gelato. Right. <laughs> and I still can't remember the name of that gelato I got. I couldn't pronounce it, so Mark had to order it for me. Yeah, that was that was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. But that was really good. Uh, that was really good gelato. <laughs> it was good. What flavor did you get? The Nutella one? I got Nutella and I got sea salt. That, oh, I lo- sea salt is just such a good flavor. It was great. It's a good combo with the chocolate, too. Yeah. <clears throat> so so we did that. That was Friday night. And then we all stayed over uh, in the city. And then the next morning, we went to uh, Philadelphia Comic-Con, which is technically not the Comic-Con. Right. That's it is It is WonderCon. WizardCon. WizardCon. Thank you. WizardCon. Um, but 
I mean, I feel like you could call it WizardCon Comic. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's technically WizardCon. It's not like the brand Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. But it is a Comic Con, just not the. Comic-Con. Yeah, like I guess a lowercase C Comic Con. Exactly. So, so we went to that, and I've been to this one before. I think this is my third or fourth time going to this one. Now, you've never been to a Comic-Con before, so nope, you, you're just time. having a whole bunch of firsts this weekend. It was great, though. It was like two things I always wanted to do. So what, did, what, what was And actually, thoughts? a third thing. I also got to go to the Reading Terminal Market in Philadelphia. Oh, that's right. We went to Red- So we went to Reading Terminal for breakfast and for lunch. And it was amazing. It was everything I hoped it would be. You got those uh, those great donuts from that Amish stand. I forget what they're called. So I would say I, I would say it looked like Bellers, but I'm pretty sure that's not the right way to pronounce it. But that's what most people say or something. People people probably know what I'm I talking about. I remember it began with a B. Yeah, and they, like they have every flavor imaginable, like you know cookies and cream, Reese's, uh, sprinkles, drizzle, glazed, everything. Yes, it was fantastic. I I wish I was hungrier at breakfast time because I would have gotten like a dozen. We should. I mean, we passed it on our way back. We should have grabbed a whole dozen to take. We should have. Why did you say that now, Steve? Because I just thought of it now. (laughs) All right. So next time. So we so we did that right. And thoughts going into Comic Con, like, what did you expect? Did you have any expectations? Uh, Well, I had seen like pictures and stuff of like people in cosplay and. I knew there were like a bunch of vendors and uh, a bunch of comic book stuff. So it was like a lot of what I thought. It was very it was bigger than I thought it would be. It was it was in a well like the main convention floor where all the vendors and the actors, which is a whole other thing how many actors were there where like yes. they do autographs and photos was a huge I mean, we're talking like maybe a city block by half a city block in I don't I don't know. It was a very big room. And then yeah, uh the I'm floor above sure, that yeah. Yeah, a big conference right. room. A big well, not even. It's, it was more than a conference room. It was, it was like the whole floor with a stage and chairs that they had the big event, like the big people doing Q and As and stuff. Right. And then they had another floor where they had a bunch of smaller conference rooms where they were doing um, smaller events. Yeah. So we did two of the smaller events, and then one of the big event. We saw a uh, breakdown of like some trailers for some movies coming up, mm-hmm. and we only saw one trailer because we kind of just got bored and wanted to go somewhere else but they showed it was like what's it called christopher robin is that what it was called uh yes that one was so. interesting with ewan mcgregor playing christopher robin as like an adult yeah i thought that was interesting i haven't seen that one yet so that was actually kind of cool because i actually got to see one that i never saw before where it seemed as though he was just going to show trailers that had been out for a while and then just basically talk about it with people yeah like the one before was solo we so we, we heard the discussion of solo we just missed the trailer right uh, so then we left that one, and then we went to the next mini uh, session, which was, I thought, very informative, but I had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> it was called The History of Voltron. Yeah. So, and, and and this woman, I mean, she went in the history of Voltron. She started, knew Voltron. She said, yeah, it started, I think, in 1981 or 83. Yes, and, I think it was 81. Yeah, and, and she just went into, like, all the different series and and – like uh, the different character iterations throughout the series and how their their lion zords or whatever they're called have changed colors over over the years. And I, I've never watched the show. I know you've watched the show on Netflix. See, I've watched all... the Netflix one, which she yeah. talked about a lot. Right. So did, I, did I found it, it like very interesting. That What's that? Did it seem like she liked the Netflix version? Yes, I think she did. Yeah. Well, that's good then. And like, and the next season comes out soon, so she was pretty excited for that. Yeah, so she said like they break it in half, but there's no 
like halfway point that they end the series. Yeah. Like, did you like, did you catch why they started breaking the seasons in half? Oh, didn't she say like somebody got leaked copies of it or something? So, yeah, someone had some leaked images. Okay. That showed spoilers. Then they were like trying to basically like ransom them, and instead of doing that, the um, I guess whoever was like publishing it was like, all right, we'll just put out half the season so you don't have a spoiler anymore. And that's so that's what they did, and that's what they've done ever since. They put out half a season at a time, but it's not like they plan it to be half a season, so it's just a random stopping point. Right. And then you just don't know what happens for a couple months. Yeah, which is kind of yeah. weird. I don't. That I, is kind of weird. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> hey, if it works for them, it works for them. So, so we left that one, and then another one we saw, and this was in the big, the big, and that area. was packed. Like this was, yeah. there were hundreds of people in there. Had to have been, and that was with uh, Mr. Sebastian Stan. Yeah, you may know him as the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, right? And uh, he did a little Q&A. Uh, we we kind of came in late, so it seemed like the Q&A was winding down by the time we got there. But uh, he seemed very friendly and very open to the fans. And I agree. He, people, seemed, he seemed like a really nice guy. Yeah, and I thought there were some really good questions that I think he really enjoyed. Because like some people asked him about his career on Broadway. Yep, which, he seemed I'll to enjoy honest, that. I agree. Yeah, I didn't even know that he had a career on Broadway. Yep. So that was kind of cool to learn. Someone asked him, I think, about like some charity work, which he seemed to like talking about. And then someone asked him a really weird, like, would you rather question. Yeah. It you was, know. I mean, it it's was, Comic-Con. Yeah. It was, would you rather, every time you sneeze, change genders, or you can't tell the difference between. So if you look at a baby, you'd want to eat it because you think it's a muffin. Or if you look at a muffin, you would hold it and try to nurture it because you think it's a baby. Steve, your audio cut out for me for a second. I don't know if it made it in the recording, but what you okay. what you said was you can't tell the difference between a baby and a muffin. Correct. Okay. Just wanted yeah. to clarify for the for the listeners. Oh, got it. Yes. Yeah. So that was a we- really weird question, but he really didn't even he, hesitate. He, he he just thought sneeze and gender. He honestly he picked the correct answer. You yes, can't you can't yes. risk confusing a baby for a muffin. Yeah, I don't. Know you why. can't live your life like that. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's too it's too risky. Too risky. The stakes are very high. That's right. Or the muffins are very high. <laughs> All right. Anywho, so so why don't we why don't we discuss the going off of Sebastian Stan and some of the people that we saw, and we can kind of get into today's episode. There was a great cast there. Great cast. An amazing cast. Uh, the first person we saw, Sean Bean. Then the one and only. Uh, next next booth over. Sean Astin? I forget. I forget the order. No, we saw. Well, I know we saw Elijah Wood first. Okay, that's right. We saw Sean Astin. But they were and both. The only there. reason I remember that was because Elijah Wood only had like three people at his yeah. signing table. Sean Astin had a huge crowd. He had so many people there. Yeah. So who he else had was a there? Huge crowd. Um, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Uh, the actor that played Pippin. I always forget his name. Uh, Billy Boyd. Billy Boyd. Uh, we saw the new Chewbacca. Uh huh. I think his name's like Jonas. Yeah, something, something like Poland, that. I believe. Um, we saw Natalie Dormer. Yep, from uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Um, Holly Marie Combs was there. She's from Charmed, and she's also Arya's mom in Pretty Little Liars. Okay. Uh, we saw the, uh, Ezra Miller, The Flash, and oh, the yeah. DCEU. And the actor that played uh, Cyborg was there as well, right? Yep, Ray Fisher. And who else did we see? Oh, the guy who plays uh, Constantine on the DC television show. 
Oh yeah, was there? I forget what his name is. He used to have his own show, and then it got canceled. But now he's in like a guest star with like the Arrow and the Flash and that type of stuff. I feel like we're missing someone big. There was another guy who was big, and I can't think of what he was. He was in Lord of the Rings, another Lord of the Rings actor. He played like... Oh, Carl Urban. Yes, Carl Urban was there also. Yeah, and who played... Um, I forget what character I don't remember he who he played in Lord of the Rings. I, I, I remember who he was. I just remember his name. His He was, I think, he was from um, Rohan. Uh, yes, I think he, he might like, have been... He was one of the top guys with the King of Rohan. Yeah, that sounds right. I, forget, I just forget what his name is. But he was also Bones in the new Star Trek movies. Eomer, I believe, was his Aom- name. That's right. I think that's right. Eomir. Eomir, sorry. Sure. Eomir. Yeah. And I think that's it from what I can remember off the top Those of Those were the head. big ones. There were other smaller. There were, there were like voice actors there. The like none the that voice I of Noi- knew. Of, the voice of Nurse Joy was there. I don't. I didn't even see her. But she was supposed to be there. Yeah. There were some uh, Overwatch voice actors there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it was a it was a great time. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I was really thankful for you and everybody else coming out. And um, who knows? That hopefully that's not our last Comic Con. I agree. I, I would definitely do that again. Yeah. So before we get into today's match, Chris, uh, I just want to go over a couple uh, results here that we have. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, uh, when we did our uh, potluck episode on the fly, we did who would win a pie eating contest between uh, the Xenomorph from Alien or Twilight's Edward Cullen. That was a lot of fun. I, really I agree. I thought that went well. Yeah. Now, the vote total is 57% for the Xenomorph, 43% for Edward Cullen. All right. But originally, when this when I first posted this poll, I mean, it was strongly Edward Cullen, very strongly Edward Cullen. Did you try but, to get like the Twilight fan fan page to retweet us or something? I, mean, I, I tweeted at Twilight, but I also tweeted at Alien Anthology. To be fair, All right. so I did do both. I feel like Twilight has more fans on Twitter, but I could be wrong. You're probably right. Um, but yeah, I didn't hear anything back from anybody, unfortunately. But uh, we did have a couple of fans who actually reached out and explained their vote rationale, which I always appreciate that because it's just oh, I nice do like reading them when people actually listen and not just you know pick a random poll on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That always so, is nice. uh, so that's that poll. And then, uh, as our fans know, we still have our guess the tomato meter contest going on. And since Avengers came out three weeks ago, we really haven't had anything since then uh, until Deadpool, which just came out this Friday. Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm assuming you haven't seen it either. Nope. No. But nope. Uh, looking at the the numbers here, I mean, Deadpool is currently at 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. I guessed 82, so I'm only oh, one off right nice. now. And they you could definitely 92. change. Yeah, that, that thing's going to absolutely change. At one point, it was like 87, so it's kind of been hot and cold. Oh, it's too bad. I was, that was closer to my guess. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Henry uh, guessed 95. Sal from Alaska guessed 98. Must be a big fan of uh, Deadpool. Uh, Austin is super cool. Uh, Barrett, uh, that, that's what he put in the Google Doc. I'm not, I'm not claiming that that is accurate. But Wait, what did he say? Was, he, he typed in his name as Austin is super cool Barrett. Oh. Uh, he guessed uh, 78%. Paul Dewey, 77 And um, Andy Baker, 93 So, I mean, nobody was way off. I think everybody, everybody got points that round. But uh, it'll be curious that's to good. see what that's happens good. with Solo. Because Solo comes out this Friday. Did you see there's a couple uh, 0% Rotten Tomatoes movies from last weekend? Really? Did you know Jim Carrey had a movie that came out called Dark Crimes? 
I did not know Jim Carrey still wanted to be an actor. Uh, yeah, he just does weird stuff now, I think. And it has 0% that. on Rotten Tomatoes, oh, unfortunately. Poor, poor, poor um, Jim Carrey. He was like, for, for a time period, I mean, he was like the hot comedy guy. I mean, he was in everything. Yeah, and I think he mostly does serious stuff now. I could be wrong yeah, about he that. Kind of, he kind of has flopped over to that and point. He paints controversial weird. art, too. Have you seen any of his paintings? No, I haven't even heard of this. Well, they're pretty political, and some okay. people get uh, upset about it. Left or right? Like, who? which way is he leaning? Uh, left. He's leaning left. Well, I, I, th- I think so, he but he's at least he's at least has some anti-Trump stuff. Okay, gotcha. Um, Just looking at this list right here of the people, uh, I just want to give a really quick shout-out to Austin is Super Cool Barrett, because I don't know if you know this, he just graduated college this weekend. Oh, that's great. Congratulations, Austin is Super Cool Barrett. Yeah. Uh, he graduated with, uh, I'm not sure what the exact degree is. I know it's in, like, film, film production, something along those lines. Um, I Super know that cool he, films. His, uh, yeah, his, uh, his senior film, like his, you know, final film that he had to submit for his senior year, he, it won best picture at his school. And it also, he also won best director. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Unless so, there were like uh, 10 people at his school or something. Let's, let's bump it up to 12. <laughs> yeah. We tried to audition for the, for the film and, and we were told we weren't allowed. So no, we were shot down. I was bummed about that. Yeah. Maybe, um, I, I, I sent out a, link on twitter because you can watch the trailer on youtube but i have not seen a full cut yet so yeah I'm i watched the trailer it, it was a little over my head honestly yeah didn't really get it a little maybe maybe too artsy for me i like him i like my movies simple right well austin's a smart guy so i'm, I'm sure, sure, I'm sure he's a super cool guy too so yeah i'm sure it's great yeah so um so that's what we got going on uh solo comes out this weekend we'll keep everybody updated with those scores and uh the scores from today's episode as well chris ready to get started uh, yes, I am. All right, let's do it. So if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today, we have a WizardCon battle. That's right. In honor of WizardCon this past weekend in Philadelphia, we're doing a little WizardCon battle. Uh, so we picked two uh, guests of WizardCon. And we picked a character for each of them, and we're going to have them fight each other. I love it. Who'd you got? I picked Sean Bean. Uh, specifically, I picked his character, Alec Trevelyan, or 006, from Goldeneye. And I picked Mr. Sebastian Stan from... Uh, I'm going with the Winter Soldier from the Winter Soldier. I'm not doing the Civil War Winter Soldier. I'm just sticking to the second. What's Captain the difference between them? In the third one, he's kind of more like back and forth, being a bad guy, being a good guy. Where in the second one, Winter Soldier, uh, he is strictly the antagonist of the film. Oh, you wanted to pick a bad guy? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I wanted, I kind of wanted to pick Boromir because I thought it'd be really funny, really cool to see how uh, Bucky Barnes did against Boromir. But I feel like Boromir didn't really have a chance. I mean, his history of getting shot at is not. That's very the thing. Good. He doesn't even Boromir doesn't even know what a gun is. Yeah, that's true. So like he got he got spoiler alert he got like five hundred arrows to death. I mean, imagine if some guy pulls out a machine gun on him, he's not gonna know what to do. He's gonna have no idea. He's gonna be completely thrown off by it. So as cool but as that I would think, have been, Boromir, yes. the. Uh, favorite favorite think, son of gondor or whatever going with eric trevelyan yes and yeah. a little bit put right. a little more thought into it and I, I feel like i've got some good stuff for him 
Do you want to give a little bit of background about Alec Trevelyan? I, I sure do. Uh, have you seen Goldeneye? One of one of my personal favorite James Bond movies. So Goldeneye, I have seen it. It is not one of my favorites, but it is my favorite Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie. Okay, fair enough. I it's, think it is the best of all of his. It's also a great video game. Oh my god! Potentially, it was like kickstarted the first person shooter genre. Yeah, I but. love I love uh, Goldeneye the N sixty four game. It's so great. So uh, this is going to pretty much give away all of the plot and. Uh, twists of goldeneye so if you haven't seen it it's like it came out like 20 years yeah i was gonna say 15 is it 20 years old uh the game came out in 1997 um i can look up when the movie came out 1995 okay so two years after the movie came out um so the movie is thus uh it opens with james bond and his partner fellow double o agent double o six uh, I believe destroying some type of Russian weapons facility. It yes. might have been a chemical facility or a chemical weapon, some type of Russian place. Uh, James Bond sets a bunch of bombs. He's going to blow them up. Uh, and then he notices uh, 006 got captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets to see him get seemingly executed by a Russian general. Uh, so now that uh, 006 is dead, James needs to expedite his escape he changes the timers on the bombs i think he changes them from five minutes to three minutes but i forget the exact numbers but um he gets away and the building blows up uh so i think from there it kind of goes like james is kind of trying to get revenge he's trying to like find this russian general and then uh some other crimes happens like somebody steals i might be messing the order up Basically, they, uh, uh, they hijacked a Soviet uh, space weapon. Okay, before they do that, they have to steal this like prototype helicopter. Um, and I and I think that's before James knows that 006 actually lived. So okay. basically, he faked his death, and uh, he actually is working with the Russians. Okay, he has this really kind of weird revenge plot where he like blames something about how his parents died. I I don't even if I don't even know. It's not that important. It's a he's. A, He's a revenge-motivated guy. He's trying to, like, destroy Europe or something. Right. Um, he has to steal this uh, electromagnetic sh- sh- shielded helicopter uh, because he's also going to use that to steal control of a satellite that can shoot an electromagnetic pulse and disable all electronic equipment. Mm-hmm. So he's going to use that to, like, disrupt some, like, London, maybe, like, the London Stock Exchange or something. Basically, like, steal a bunch of money and then erase all the evidence and destroy european civilization and then just be rich somewhere that's his plan i think that's usually the plan of every james bond villain yeah so uh he can't resist kind of revealing himself to james bond be like ha ha i'm alive still but then he's also kind of half blown up because uh he didn't know james moved up the time on the bombs and he like weirdly like kind of blown off yeah a little melty he like weirdly blames james bond for changing the bomb times like james he faked his own death james thought he was dead you can't blame him for doing for changing the bomb timings right I thought that was really stupid. This is a villain. He needs to be angry about something. Yeah. Um, he he still tries to get James to join him. He, like, has respect for him. Yeah. And uh, James still likes, like, kind of likes him, too. They, like, he doesn't want to kill him at the end. Spoiler alert. Um, James <laughs> is working with this, like, scientist, I think. I forget her name. Um, they, like, they're chasing him. They end up on some, like, train that is also going to blow up, and they have to, like, jump out the bottom and it ends with this uh confrontation where they find where the uh satellite control is it's in some like south american lake that they like 
drain the water from, and they're like, oh, that's why we couldn't find it on the satellites. And, um, of course, James has to blow that up, too, but he gets in a fight with uh, 006, and he kind of loses, and then he kind of, you know, does James Bond stuff to get away and knocks uh, he knocks 006 off the... They're, like, fighting on top of the satellite. and No, it's not a... It's like the radar dish right. uh, that controls, that, like, points at the satellites. They're fighting on top of the radar dish. He knocks him off, but then he catches him, and then... Uh, 006 says for England, James, because that was his criticism of James Bond that he always he always like put the country first. He didn't worry about himself. Right. And James Bond says no for me, and then lets him drop. Yeah. Yep. Then it blows up. Win for James Bond. And a win for Pierce Brosnan. But but a loss for Sean Bean. True. Another one on his tally. But he was a fairly competent villain, other than his standard villain gloating, where he like ignores other chances to kill james bond where he easily could have done it he right. like had a pretty like organized plan uh i'm gonna get into more specifics like when i do my my like fight argument do you want to okay. talk about uh bucky barnes real quick sure um so a little bit of background so we have his full name is james buchanan barnes nickname being bucky barnes uh he's been in the marvel comics since uh 1941 when captain america uh was introduced into the marvel comic universe uh and uh in the just like in the film in the comics he died he died during world war ii and uh in 2005 uh he was brought back into the comics uh by ed brudebaker and they had this idea of what if bucky underwent the same kind of frozen treatment that captain america went through except if bucky was kidnapped by the russians and brainwashed into basically being an assassin uh, and then that whole idea was later taken into the film uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, which is personally my favorite MCU film. I think that's the best one out there. But, um, yeah, once once he becomes the Winter Soldier, he's basically brainwashed. Uh, he has a, a metal arm that because his original arm like fell off or was taken off during um, his death in World War Two. Uh, so he has this metal arm that's super powerful. It can like basically pick up anything. It can catch Captain America's shield. It's like indestructible uh, to an extent. Uh, it has a red star on it, which is supposed to represent you know the red Russian capitalism uh, symbol, whatnot. He has a, a longer hair. He grows it out while he's the Winter Soldier. But uh, yeah, he and later on in the comics, he eventually becomes uh, Captain America after Steve Rogers passes on some people think that after chris evans is done playing captain america that um sebastian stan might take over the mantle i think that'd be pretty cool um nice redemption arc for him so we'll have to see what happens after uh avengers 4 but uh like i mentioned he's portrayed by sebastian stan uh and he was in the the winter or the first avenger the winter soldier he was in the post credit scene of ant-man uh which also coincided with the events of civil war um, he was also in Black Panther for a cameo, and he also appeared in Avengers Infinity War. And he's also going to appear in the next Infinity War. Well, he's supposed to. We'll have to see what happens because of the ending of Infinity War. But um, I was kind of surprised. Sebastian Stan, like, everybody wanted to see Sebastian Stan yesterday. I mean, the line for him was insane. And he like, packed I mean, that, I, the, um, the big hall that, for his talk, hall, too. Right. 
I think like every email we got that gave us the guest list, he was always the first one. So I don't know if they were treating him kind of like the leadoff guy. He is hot off Infinity War, so I guess that was probably their right exactly. most recent star. Right, but I mean Sebastian Stan, like he really hasn't been in that many films. I should say I I don't want to say that it's not like he has led any films. Like he's been in Hot Tub Time Machine. He was in Black Swan. Uh, he was in The Martian. He was also in Lucky Logan and I, Tanya. So he has been in some films, but I just feel as though he really hasn't led anything on his own. Or if he has, I just haven't seen it yet. And I don't know about it. So if any of our fans know of any, you know, Sebastian Stan led films, I would I would love to see it because I think he's phenomenal. I think he's really good. I agree. I think he's very good. Yeah. And uh, he was also in the TV show Once Upon a Time, which I watched for a little bit, but then I stopped because he got well, too repetitive. What was he in that? He was the Mad Hatter. Oh, I guess I didn't watch that far. I didn't see that season. I, I honestly, I, I, rem, I do remember seeing him as the Mad Hatter, but I don't remember when that happened. The show just ended actually this past Friday, so it looks like it looks like he didn't come back to uh, have like a guest cameo or something because he was only in six episodes, so he really wasn't in it that much. But anyway, that's a little bit about uh, Bucky Barnes and Sebastian Stan. There, um, pretty skilled in hand-to-hand combat and various types of weaponry. Um, I mean, basically, he was a trained soldier in World War II, and then he was also a trained assass- assassin uh, from the Russians during the Cold War. So, I mean, he has so many different types of military training on his resume that uh, I think he'll be able to put up a good fight. That sounds fair, but I, I feel like I got you on this one, Steve. All right. Well, uh, let's do it. All right. Let's go. So here's why I picked 006, right? So he also has the combat training, like trained as a 00 agent. He learned, he knows, he knows the hand to hand combat. He has the weapons training. Okay. But I mainly, I'm going to rely on some Russian connections. Okay. Cause throughout Goldeneye, he's working with Russia. Mm-hmm. He actually, that general at the beginning who, uh, fake assassinates him. I think his name's like general Omarov or something. He okay. actually works for 006. Uh, so I'm going to say he, he, you know, reaches out to his Russian connections to find out the history of Bucky Barnes's uh, project, did that have a code name? Probably some secret code name, right? Um, I think it was just called the Winter Soldier Program. All right, so he he hears about this. He could try maybe learn the same um, brainwash code that was important in uh, <laughs> Civil War. Okay, that's that's my that's my main plan. So I I think in terms of training, they're equal. And and then I'm going to have to rely on my knowledge to overcome your, uh, I guess, like, raw power advantage. Because I obviously do not have a bionic metal arm. So why do you think the Russians would hand over their top-secret information on their top-secret assassin? Yes, you are another Russian, but you're you're Well, he's not Russian, Russian, I don't think, but... Well, I mean, all right, so they're, they're even better then. But so they must really like him. I mean, he has a general working for him. He can, he can use the general's connections. I mean, perhaps it is possible. But, I mean, at your core, you're an Englishman. You are a double-O agent, and you do work for Her Majesty the Queen. Um, right then and there, I mean, I feel like that does offer some, you know, plausible deniability that you never really know what um, Alec is really up to. I guess that's possible. Uh, also, a question for you. Okay. Does your arm rely on any electronics? Uh, that I'm not sure. I would think it would almost have to. 
Are you going to argue that he would use an EMP to shut yeah. it down? Yes, I am. Well, I will argue this, though. In the comics, his arm had an EMP in it. Oh. So I would argue that an e- if his arm has an EMP, his arm must be suscept- non-susceptible to an EMP. Oh, that's a, that's a good rebuttal right there. Yeah, because um, he uses it to shut down a life model decoy of Nick Fury uh, in the comics. The, the life model decoy is basically like a robotic copy of a character. Which sure, sure. Yep. I, they haven't introduced in the movies. I think they might be in the TV shows. I don't remember. I think I've heard rumors that they're in the TV shows. But, yeah, right then and there, I mean... All right, no EMP arm, then. His arm, yeah, his arm can't be damaged by EMP. have to rely on uh, Russian connections. Otherwise, it just has to be an assassination. Like, it has to be a gunfight, because I can't beat you in hand-to-hand combat. No, and when it comes to gunfights, though, I mean, the Winter Soldier, I mean, he really doesn't miss. He, I'm sure he misses. I mean, very rarely. I mean, he shot Black Widow in uh, Winter Soldier. He he didn't sh- well did he shoot because he killed Tony Stark's parents but I don't think well this is in the movies and I don't think he that wasn't really a great display of marksmanship he pretty much executed them right that's true but Bucky in Captain America the First Avenger so this is when he's Bucky not the Winter Soldier but I feel like those skills are still overlapping so it's still the same physique basically sure I, I but, agree um, with that there there were times in the Winter Soldier where you know Captain America was under fire and you know he would be saved by Bucky's uh, marksmanship coming from behind him. And I remember there's one clip of Captain America like saluting Bucky through the scope to basically thank him for, for saving his behind. Sure, I mean, I, I agree. He's a great marksman. But he was only shooting, like, unnamed characters. So you think that Bucky wouldn't be able to kill a <laughs> named character like Eric Trevelyan? Exactly. Alec. Sorry, what I say, Alan? Yeah, I'm not sure. Eric? I thought you said Eric. Eric. Oh, Eric. But, um, no, I don't think so. I think that has nothing to do with holding <laughs> back. He's, I mean, he tried killing Captain America in the second movie. He he basically had an assassination attempt on Nick Fury in The Winter Soldier. And they faked Nick Fury's death to make them feel like he was gone. But, um, no, he, he could have been successful there. I mean, he has he has Hydra behind him. He has the Soviets behind him. I mean, we do have that I don't know about that. Of what? The Soviets? Yeah. It seems well, like they kind of wrote off this project. I don't think there's many people left working this. Present day? Yeah. I mean, you're probably right on that. <laughs> well, not even present day, just like after Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. So, I mean, can can Eric... God, I said it again. Al, Alec. Can Alec read Russian? Because even if he gets a... A copy of this book. <laughs> uh, well, he works a lot with Russia, so I think okay. he probably knows basic Russian. I mean, I, mean, those... I don't know how accurate that is. Just because you work with someone doesn't mean... I mean, he might know the basics, but is he going to be able to find the right page? Because it's a whole booklet. Like He's going to have think, to skim through all the pages. I think like double O agents could learn other languages. I mean, I don't disagree that they learn other languages. So he learns. he probably learned Russian. I mean, it's possible. I'm looking at his uh, his skills and abilities here. I mean, going with the I mean, going with the Winter Soldier. I mean, he can speak a whole bunch of languages. He can speak English, Spanish, Portuguese, German, Russian, Latin, and Japanese, and he can understand French. Can't speak it, but he can understand it if need be. That's kind of a weird fact, but 
that's irrelevant. We're not having a language debate. You're just saying I can't read the Russian journal. Here's what James, that, James Bond knows French, Italian, German, and Russian. And right, some Greek, Spanish, Chinese, and Japanese. But he's, he's a 007, not a 006. If he was, if, I mean, if, if Alec was good, he'd be a 007. That's, be that's not, that's not how the numbers work. Well, the way I always understood it is you got your 00 status when you have two kills, but like, what's the difference between 006 and 007? Anything? Yeah, 006 was, came first. So they both just have a license to kill? Yes. And he came, he just came before James Bond? Yep. Okay. He's one of the only other 00s that actually gets, I think he's the only other 00 that gets, like, significant screen time. Right. There's some other ones that they either show, like, dead bodies of or show, like, real quick in some movies. Right. I mean, if we're looking, we're going hand-to-hand combat here, like you said, I mean, I definitely have the advantage. You got, I got the metal arm. Even if I didn't have the metal arm working, I mean, I think that Bucky or the Winter Soldier would definitely be able to go toe-to-toe with you. That'd be an interesting fight. I don't know. That's, I feel like that's a pretty even match. I mean, Bucky has uh, the knife skills. I mean, you know, right then and there, I mean, he can, like, flip it over his back and behind his wrist and all those different types of things to, to get it where he needs it to go. I don't know how many, how much experience Alec has had dealing with uh, <laughs> knife attacks. I don't know either. I mean, he almost got blown up by his partner. Uh, yes, he did. He did. That's because he thought the timer was five minutes. All right. So let's, let's do a plausible scenario here. So let's say, let's say you get the book. And let's say you open to the right page. And let's say you can speak Russian and read Russian. All right. So first of all, you have to get Bucky or the Winter Soldier. You need to get him confined and immobile. Wait, why? Why? Because then he's just going to run away. What if I just chase you yelling out random words? (laughs) (laughs) They never tried that in the movie. Every time they did it, he was just sitting down. Yeah. That'd be funny to just have a guy chasing him and be like, longing, rusted. Do you remember the words? Do you have them all yeah. out there? Yeah. Um, I know Homecoming is one of them. Because uh, some yes. people thought that that was supposed to be a call-out to Spider-Man Homecoming, which came out, like, the next year. But yeah. I don't think it wasn't connected at all. Yeah, people have um, been trying to, like, analyze all the words. I think one's Freight Car? Yeah, the very last one is Freight Car. Um, lo- is Longing That's the first one. That's Longing. Um... Yeah, I don't remember what they are. So let's go. Go ahead. You, <laughs> longing was is, what's that? You're running down the street. You're yeah, and I'm just yelling out "Longing Rusted stuff. Furnace Daybreak." Seventeen B nine nine B nine and then nine. That's a weird choice. Yeah, that is weird. Homecoming one freight car. Yeah, just yell them out right behind you. I'm you, ready. You can try to cover time. your ears and do like the la 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 thing. <laughs> it depends. I, do you have to? What if you just hear it a little bit, like hear it in the distance? I don't know. I don't know. If he has to, how much attention he has to be paying? Probably not much. It's like subconscious. Bucky never tried that in the movie, though. I wonder why he didn't try that. <laughs> like he's like he tried screaming, but mm-hmm. he didn't do the la 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 thing. No, he didn't try that. That could have been. Well, a I real, think his arms real... were pinned still, so he couldn't get them in his ears. He couldn't. Put I mean, his if he just screamed, if he just screamed louder than he was saying the phrases, then he might have had a chance. Yeah, yeah, or. That makes me wonder, like, does it matter how quickly he hears the words? or Right. Is it like one and you can wait a week and then say the next one? Yeah, or, or, or what if he started yelling or... the words but in the wrong order to confuse the guy? I'm going to try uh, that. That's a good idea. Like when someone's trying to count and you just yeah. scream random numbers? Exactly like that. That's true. 
But anyway, that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to just try to run, follow you through the streets, yelling out those random words. If I can, admittedly, long shot, learn what they are. So, yeah, that's that's another thing, because then you got to say them in Russian if you don't, if you're not able to read and speak Russian. So mm-hmm. what would you do, though? Otherwise? Or if but, I... No, meaning, meaning say you got him brainwashed. Oh, I mean, then I just can order you to do whatever I want. So would you order him to kill himself? Well, I, I mean, if I technically just want to win this, this who would win fight, yes. But probably yeah. if I'm really 006, I try to, like, use him to further my revenge plot. I'd be, I'd be like, all right, go kill James Bond and then uh, steal this satellite. Now, would you give him a different name? Uh, other than like, Bucky Barnes? Like, would you give him, like, a sexual name, like Xenia Anatop? Oh, he, uh, I think only females get sexual names in James Bond. Yeah, so that'd be, it'd be uh, weird to do that. Unless that's yeah. what, maybe that's 006, maybe. They never show him with a girl, so I don't know. Maybe he does like guys. Maybe it's possible. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I mean, that'd be an interesting thing to do. <laughs> Maybe the next James Bond will be gay. I mean, some people have hinted that Daniel Craig's Bond is bisexual. Oh, because he has that, cause of that weird scene um, in Skyfall? Uh, yeah, even though that's mainly coming from, um, what's his name? Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Like, yeah. I think people said that he was gay. He's, he seemed pretty gay. Right. But if, I mean, if Daniel Craig needed to... To swing that way for a mission, I think he'd definitely do it. <laughs> he, he wouldn't hesitate. Hey, does it seem like uh, they're just going to pay Daniel Craig whatever they need to to get him to be James Bond again? Well, he did confirm he's doing it one more time. All right, because he didn't want to, right? Uh, so there was a quote that came out after he was done Spectre, and somebody said, you know, would you want to do James Bond again? And he said, I'd rather slit my wrists. <laughs> but he has since come out and said, like, he he meant it in like you just say you just ran a marathon, and the moment you're done the marathon, somebody said, "Hey, do you want to run a mar- another marathon?" Now you're you're gonna be like, "No, I hate it. it. It's awful. I don't want to do it again." But okay, you know, after you have some time to think about it, and you know, you realize how much you really enjoy it, he said, "You know, I really shouldn't have worded it in that way because people misinterpreted, even though that's what he said verbatim." He yeah, he said he's gonna come back. He's gonna do one more. Uh, comes out 2019. And I don't think they have anything else besides that he's coming back. Gotcha. Maybe maybe they could do a 006, and then, you know, Daniel Craig dies, and then that Bond, or that 006 takes over. But he wouldn't technically be a James Bond, so that would make some people very upset. Hmm. We'll have to see. We'll see. All right, Chris, anything else you want to add before we get into any fun uh, facts? We l- just want to get to it. No, I have really... I mean, basically, my main strategies were learn that secret code to brainwash you or EMP you. Your EMP defense, admittedly, you got me there. So I have to rely on Russian code. Or if I can't, it has to be an an assassination because otherwise I don't think I can beat you hand to hand. But you're not really known as an assassin. Well, double O agents can like, they, they can do anything. But you are known as an assassin, so well, I don't know how your I anti-assassin think, training is, though. Right. I'd have a higher chance of assassinating you than you would of assassinating me. Maybe. I mean, same kind of thing. I'm good at long distance, and I'm also good hand-to-hand. So, I mean, Bucky has kind of an advantage with both. The only weakness he has is if, if you're able to get that book and read and speak Russian and somehow <laughs> chase Bucky down the road or get him contained in some way you might have the opportunity to uh, to 
brainwash him or not really brainwash like more like mind control yeah you didn't even uh, i was wondering if you were going to say that captain america was going to help you out um because they're pretty good friends yeah but i mean captain america he only became like i mean he was friends with him obviously the whole time but you know there's a period of time where he didn't know that bucky was the winter soldier that's true um after he found out he was the winter soldier yes captain's goal was to you know basically save bucky not really help bucky with what he wants to do but just kind of get his mind back to the way it was but I don't think I wouldn't call Captain because I mean, what's going to happen? Because even if he did call Captain America, Captain America would be like, what, "What, Bucky? You're you're alive?" Hmm. Like, oh yeah, I just need your help to come fight this 006 guy. And then Captain America has an allegiance to England because of Peggy Carter. She was from England, so oh, yeah. I don't know gotcha, if, if gotcha. Captain America would do that, but I wouldn't have thought of that if you, if you brought it up. But thanks for that. That's right. So, uh, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Uh, not for combat wise. Yeah, I mean, no. yeah. I have going some fun off facts. Of his strengths. Okay. Want to know some uh, gold knife facts? Yeah. So they had to apparently change the script a bunch during production because it was, according to IMDb, virtually identical to the movie True Lies, which was <laughs> released in 1994. I did not know that. True Lies is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, also starring Tom Arnold. Um, basically the bad guys in that are like a terrorist group stealing nukes. So maybe that's what 006 was originally doing and they changed kinda, it to the EMP similar. thing. Yeah. Right. But I don't um, know. That's like significant changes. So I wonder how right. early they had to make them. Do, did you have the fun fact about the title of the film? No. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, the movie's called GoldenEye because that was the name of the retreat for Ian Fleming. The retreat, like where he would go on vacation. Oh, like I didn't know that. That's cool. House. That the in the movie, that was the name of the satellite, or right. like the whole program, like the whole thing where like the EMP satellite array. I think it was more than one satellite, actually. It was, yeah. It was like a whole bunch of systems. Uh, at the, uh, apparently, this features the highest bungee jump from a structure in a movie. Oh, I, that opening shot is so. Yeah, cool. the be- the beginning is is very good. I'm kind of bummed though that he really didn't do that. Oh, he has stunt double. Yeah. It just kind of, it, it just thinks because, you know, like the first shot of the new James Bond, this opening stunt was not Pierce Brosnan. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it'd be so much cooler if it actually was him doing that. Agreed. But it is, it's so cool when he, when he jumps off and he uses that gun to, to reel himself in when he gets to the bottom. Yeah, that's a great, that was also a great level in the video game too. Right. A uh, couple other good facts. First time the main James Bond car was a German sports car. It was a BMW Z3. Wow. So that he is, usually has... Um, it's an Aston Martin. Right. And then a couple of ones, he, I think he had Audis in some of the newer ones, right? Uh, I think he did. I think he or, had both. In uh, I might be wrong about that. Ones. But, yeah. Anyway. Um, the script was written assuming Timothy Dalton would come back as James Bond. Wow. Um... Ralph Fiennes auditioned for the audition for the role of James Bond. Oh, that's funny. And that he, uh, you may remember he eventually did M. make it in as M in Skyfall. Right. Uh, this this James Bond had the first use of CGI in the franchise. It was to create the gun barrel opening. There was no CGI in any other James Bond uh, before that. That's not cool. according to IMDb. That's pretty cool. 
um, before this movie, there was a six and a half year gap from License to Kill because of uh, litigation. I don't know what it was, but somebody sued somebody. There's there was a long lasting lawsuit about the rights to the book Thunderball. Oh, and because they they made a film they made a film called Thunderball, which was one of the James Bond ones. I think that was with Roger Moore. I might be mistaken. And then uh, there was this huge lawsuit that claimed that somebody else had the rights to Thunderball. So they made their own movie, which is basically very similar, but it's called uh, Never Say Never Again, I think. And that starred Sean Connery. So that was actually a big deal because Sean Connery came back to play Bond for this like non-official Bond movie. I did not know that. That's an interesting fact. Yeah, so they don't like when they list all the James Bond movies, they don't count that because that was not like an official James Bond production. But eventually the the lawsuit, if this is the same lawsuit, that lawsuit actually ended within the past 6 or 7 years because they got the rights to Spectre, which allowed them to make Spectre in 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh last fact, um Sean Bean also auditioned for the role of James Bond. I did see that too when I was doing my research. Now, I have a fun fact about Sean Bean. What's that? Is it uh, that he dies in a lot of movies he's in? So, so yes. Yeah, so, he does die in a lot of uh, film and TV that he, shows that he's in. And yesterday, if you remember, there was a panel that he was hosting. And do you remember what it was called? Uh, a Thousand Ways to Die or something? It, yeah, it was like A Thousand Ways to Die, and it was being hosted by Sean Bean, which yeah. we didn't get a chance to go to because it was later in the day, and at that point, we'd already left. But I found a chart... Uh, that I can, I'll include a link in the show notes, and I'll put it on social media and whatnot. It's a, it's a chart here, uh, pub- published by Nerdist, and it is called uh, like the the most deaths geometric uh, chart here. And Sean Bean has the fourth most deaths in like TV and film among major is, actors. Is the number one an old horror movie actor? Uh, not on this list. Oh, I thought I heard there was an, an old horror movie actor who died a lot. So on this list, number one is John Hurt. John Hurt was – he played Ollivander in Harry Potter. He was an alien. Uh, he was in The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He was in a whole bunch of things. Uh, he recently died in the past two years, but uh, his death count is like 43. Uh, number two is Bella Lugosi. Lugosi. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, Bella Lugosi comes in second at 31. Oh, he, no, excuse me, 36. I think death, he was the so. original Dracula. Uh, I think you're correct. You want to check that? Sure. Um, number three is Vincent Price coming in at like 33 deaths in their career. And then number four is Sean Bean. So Sean Bean definitely has died a lot in his career, but he is in no way the most um, deaths per actor or actress in uh, all their time. Who'd you say was on? Was who was number three? Vincent Price. Okay. It's also interesting to look at a percentage of films they die in. Oh, yeah. Because actually Vincent Price is on the lower end. Even though he died in the third most, he must have been in a lot of movies. Right. That's true. Uh, John Hurt is about a 50-50 death ratio. He's been in so much. So Sean Sean Bean beats both of them in percentage of movies, but he's beaten by Tommy Flanagan and Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I see here. Mickey Rourke has 
like 20, 23 deaths, so he just might not have been in that many movies. So that's nearly 100% of the movies that Mickey Rourke has been in, apparently, according to this <laughs> website I'm on. Right. Yeah, I guess that is important to look at how many movies they've been in to show their percentage. I think they're both interesting stats, though. I, I agree. I'm glad we got yeah. to talk about both. There were some interesting ones I saw, like uh, Ed Harris dying in 10, Ralph Fiennes died in 10, like Jack Nicholson dying in 10. Like, I just would not have, I would not have thought that. And like Hillary Swank, Hillary Swank died in five, and so did Kate uh, Winslet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Robert De Niro's that. died in 19 movies. Yeah, it's just like crazy. But he's also been in a lot of movies, so. So, yeah, that's true. A uh, couple fun facts I have here. Uh, so, James Buchanan Barnes is named after the 15th president of the United States. I was going to ask you that in the beginning. Yeah, but nobody knows why he's named after him, <laughs> which is kind of weird because he's um, usually ranked as our worst president. Hmm. So, it's kind of odd that they uh, would have picked that. Maybe just because it's an alliteration, like Bucky Barnes, James Buchanan Barnes. Maybe. That's sure <laughs> i feel like yeah. they could have went with other bees but sure yeah maybe there was a big james buchanan fan on the on the on the, the writing staff yeah possibly uh he was dead for a long time like i mentioned like when he died in the comics and he didn't come back so i mean he was dead for decades until they brought him back as the winter soldier so that was a uh a huge deal there uh let's see um the codename the winter soldier People say it could have multiple meanings. Winter could represent his maintenance since he's kept on ice whenever he's inactive. It could also represent the fact that he's kind of like a relic from the Cold War or uh, his humanity was stripped to make him the coldest of assassins, you could say, because he basically doesn't have any heart when he is the Winter Soldier. That's true. I thought it was because he, uh, he died in the winter. He fell off that train in the wintertime. Oh, yeah, in the wintertime. Uh, let's see. Sebastian Stan originally auditioned for the role of Captain America, but he got uh, Bucky Barnes instead, which I think worked out well. I was going to say, I think that still worked out well for him. Yeah, I think he's a really good Bucky Barnes, Sebastian Stan. Um, let's see. Anything else I can get, really? I mean, nothing, nothing much. Uh, Bucky Barnes, the character itself, before he was the Winter Soldier, he was known for having this kind of like blue... Uh, sidekick uniform to Captain America because like in the comics he was just Captain America's sidekick like that's basically what his job was but they've kind of branched it out to make it kind of more like a brother uh, relationship with uh, Captain America rather than a sidekick relationship which I think is cooler because it kind of makes it harder for Captain America to have to deal with him when he's the winner soldier since yeah, yeah I agree fighting his own I think that's a nice change yeah yeah uh, but yeah, that's basically all I got here uh, for for the Winter Soldier. Looking forward to seeing if he returns in Avengers: Infinity War two. I'd be surprised if he didn't. I mean, he has to. <laughs> uh, I forget if I said it, but uh, we were right about Bella Lugosi playing Dracula. Okay, nice. Yeah, you did not bring it up, so good. I'm glad you were able to, to fact check that. Yep, we need just... to get a live fact checker. We really need somebody to. We kind to of have us. that. It's just ourselves. That's true. It just takes some time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and one last thing I just want to throw in here, which I did not know, is um, Sebastian Stan was born in Romania. I did not know that at all. He, he had no accent. And no, it says his hometown is Rockland County, New York, so he probably moved over here when he was pretty young. Yeah, I believe uh, that. Let's see. It says his parents divorced when he was two years old at the age of eight. Uh, they moved to Austria, wow, following the Romanian Revolution. 
Uh, and then four years later, they moved to New York. So he got here when he was around 12 years old. And he's 35 now, so he spent more time here than he did in, in, in Europe. But uh, someone did ask him a question if he would play a young Luke Skywalker. Have you heard about that? No, I asked somebody. I heard the question, and I didn't know why. And I asked someone, and I it's in reference to a Photoshopped image someone made. Yeah, someone put his face on Luke Skywalker's hair, basically. And he looks very similar. I'm not going to lie. Huh. So there's been, like, some rumblings in the fan community that, oh, so, you know, we don't want a solo spinoff movie. We want a Sebastian Stan young Luke movie, which I just, like, that's what the originals were. Like, you can't go younger than yeah. that. Unless you just want him to play Luke during the time period that we already had Mark Hamill. But I don't want that. Yeah, I think he even mentioned that in his answer. He's like, well, if you do that, you ha you're making Luke after Return of the Jedi before the force awakens right right yeah he was kind of sidestepped a lot of questions about future work i didn't i don't think he wanted to uh talk much about that so it's also probably hard for him too because i mean he's in like so many contracts well especially with like marvel like that probably takes like a couple months so it's really hard for him to probably plan his time into yeah he did mention project. that too when someone asked him about going back to broadway he he didn't say it exactly but he basically said like it's a big time commitment and right, it's he probably not, can't it's make that kind of commitment right now. Yeah. So, so there we go. So, Wizard World is over, or Wonder Wonder World. What is it? Wizard World. Wizard World. I keep forgetting what it was. For some reason, Wonder World sounds good too. But <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not just going to change it because I think it sounds better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a it was a great time. It was cool to see Sebastian Stan from a distance and to see Sean Bean from a distance too. He looks like like sometimes when you see someone in person, you're not sure how they're really going to look, but I thought oh, they looked. I exactly totally good. agree with you. And that reminds me of one person we forgot, Jason Momoa. Oh, that's and he, right. he, to me, he looked like he does in the movies. Like, yes. And he seemed, he seemed pretty cool. Like he was just very, like he was smiling like ear to ear when we saw him yes. as fans. Yeah. Like he seemed like he's the really chill dude that uh, he portrays himself as, except not when he's called Drago. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, in Justice League, when he was like Aquaman, he seemed kind of like a cool, cool kind of guy. But good catch. I totally forgot about him. Uh, Chris, is there anything else you want to add before we head out of here? No, I'm good. Thank you. No? Great. Um, so uh, please remember, everybody, that there will be a Twitter poll where you can vote for who you think would win between Sebastian Stan's The Winter Soldier and Sean Bean's Alec Trev... I can't pronounce it right, Chris. Trevelyan? Trev I I'm not sure if that's right. It must be some kind of an Italian gelato ice cream name. I can't. I can't <laughs> get it right. So uh, let us know who you think you would uh, who would win. Uh, let us know your thoughts, and uh, you know, retweet it. Uh, make sure you subscribe and uh, let your friends know about us. Our our download numbers have been pretty steady. We're we're doing pretty good. We're coming up on seventeen thousand, which is awesome. Great. But, uh, we're coming up on the two year mark here for the Who Would Win cast. So we just want to you know keep on having it grow and. And just please be uh, patient with us. Like we've mentioned in the past, uh, we just have a lot of life events going on here that are taking some time, but we're still uh, putting some time aside to make sure we get some episodes out to you all. All right. Please remember, as always, to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Javoy. Stop. 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 Stop.
Yeah, The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.